Blog Talk Radio. and around the world, streaming live on the internet, it's Real Estate Coaching Radio, bringing you the latest news, interviews, and secrets of the top producers. Hosted by award-winning real estate coaches, Tim and Julie Harris. Hello and welcome back, everyone. This is, of course, Real Estate Coaching Radio. We are broadcasting live from lovely Austin, Texas. Hopefully, wherever you are in the United States and in the world, you are also having a spectacular day. Uh, we want to thank all of you for listening so loyally every single day. There's actually more of you. There's like every you know five of you that listen live. There's like 20 of you that listen in replay. But hey, that's good too. Help us get the word out. Help us spread the word to other real estate agents about our real estate coaching radio show. Now today, Friday, is the day where we have you, and we've been gathering emails and questions and comments. And Julie and I have a lot of, uh, we've had to sift through just a whole bunch of different comments and questions that you guys have sent us in the past week or so. Things that we are covering on today's show are essentially what it amounts to answering your toughest real estate coaching questions. Julie, are you on? Okay, so Julie is logging on right now, I see. So on today's show, if you still want to participate, there's, there's still time. Email your questions to questions at realestatecoachingradio.com, questions at realestatecoachingradio.com. And when you do, obviously, I will make it so that you can indeed participate. So Julie, are you there? I am. Can you hear me all right? Okay, yes, I can hear you great. So Good. Again, I know you heard what you were saying, that today is an opportunity for them to ask their toughest really real estate business question. And in doing so, you can submit your question to questions at realestatecoachingradio.com, or you can call into our number, and I'll give you that number in two seconds. So I know Julie has a list of questions that she's gotten in from clients and students and prospective students, and as do I, but there's one that I kept on hearing over and over and over again, especially over this last week, and that's the one we're going to focus on first. The call-in number is 347 347- 8571195347857-1195 and please remember you can call in at any time and of course you can email your questions to questions at realestatecoachingradio.com we'd love to have some caller inners so anyone who wants to call in while well, Julie and I are answering the questions that were submitted via email um, on today's show well we'll give you priority after you talk with our screener okay so Julie I always like to start every single show with a coaching story from your personal experience. I know you had a very, very, very busy week. We're certainly seeing, uh, I would simply call it, hundreds of new agents join our coaching business, our coaching programs every single month. Indeed. And look, yes, it's fantastic. I'm really glad Uh that we're able to get the word out. You know, I think the thing that's attracting uh, most agents to us is the fact that (laughs) Let's just be honest, we're very affordable. That's definitely important. B, mm-hmm. we have there's no risk in enrolling with us because, you know, we have no contract. So if someone, if they're enrolled and they find out it's not for them, they can cancel at any time, which, by the way, everyone is unique. But I think the main reason people join us is because that our system is proven to work in every single market and every single price range. And it is a new, it is basically, for a lot of you, it's going to be a new system. But this is an exclusive system that, by the way, we're in the process of getting patented. So the reality of it is is that um, our coaching program, the, the coaching program that a lot of you are going to enroll to start with is the Real Estate Coaching Essentials Program, and then you're going to move up to the Breakthrough, I'm sorry, the Advanced Coaching Program, and then you're going to go to the Breakthrough Coaching Program. So definitely on your own, explore those options for you when you decide you're ready to take your business to the next level. 
So, Julie, with your yes. own personal coaching students, tell us, share with us an experience that you had this week that you think would benefit all of our thousands of listeners. Sure. I have been working a lot on listing presentation scripts and skills and strategies and techniques with all of my coaching clients, but most notably the call that I just hung up with, uh, Bill Bird in Marin County, California, one of our superstar interviewees. So if you haven't heard his uh, interview yet, go to superstarinterviews.com. It's a great interview. And, you know, we were talking about some specific you know, we do a lot of work on scripts and role playing and that sort of thing, but really the more advanced listing techniques that have to do with the subtle things that you do on a competitive listing presentation to absolutely make certain that those sellers recognize that you are different, better, more professional, you absolutely will get the job done for them, there's no question that you are the right agent for the job of selling their home, things like you know, we have a saying that we always teach our coaching clients when you're doing your walk around, if they like it, you love it. You know, and so many agents go in and they think that their job is to stage the property. And you can get into contention with the seller where, you know, you don't want to be so critical. If they brought that chandelier home from Italy and they love it just because you think it's ugly, <laughs> you know, it's not really your job in a listing presentation to overdo that sort of thing. So it's the subtle things like noticing are they a family that doesn't wear shoes in their house. All of these little cues that it seems like isn't a big deal but can actually lose you the listing presentation. And they they won't actually tell you, hey, you know what, it's because you're the only one that tracked up my white carpet. They'll just say, no, we decided to go with somebody else. So we're talking a lot about strategy and technique and, you know, down well, to what order aspect, you go on. Right? The polish, these are, these that's are, a good way to put these are, it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. These are the polish. I mean, it's one thing to know the listing presentation. It's one thing to have pre-qualified. It's one thing yeah. to have followed all the procedures and whatnot. But what Julie's talking about are the little finer points, the, the intangibles. It, it's, exactly. It's basically where you go from essentially just following a process to making that process. It's you know being able to read the music and play the music versus being able to read the music and play the music artfully or artistically. Right. I mean, that's really what we're talking about. Do you like that little analogy there, Julie? I do. I appreciate that. <laughs> that's very good. Yeah. So, and it's true, so too, you know. It is true. It absolutely yeah. is true. So, you know, and I think you make a good point. There's, there is a huge difference between I, – I think there's different stages, especially with regards to, the, to being a listing agent. You've got agents that are – in the sense in their career as a listing agent where they are basically taking listings because they're friends with the person. It's a direct referral. There's not much competitive. You know, good for them. That's fantastic. They'll have that listing, but then they're going to go on to the next person that knows them. It's not that competitive. Then you've got agents who figure out the listing presentation, and they pretty much have a pattern. They know what they're going to do, and, and they do it relatively cookie-cutter because they're still keeping track of the script in their mind. Maybe they're using um, some cues on their, you know, their notepad or what have you. And then you go to the more advanced stuff where you have that so internalized that you can really be in tune with that prospect. And you can really read them. You know, are they somebody who's a driver or are they expressive? What's the most important thing to them? Are they more concerned about when they move than how much they make? Are they concerned about the last dime? Are they somebody that has to feel comfortable with you and that's the most important thing? All of those things are lost when you're worried so much about the process. And then you get more advanced, and that's when the listing process becomes fun for these agents. Yep. 
I mean, I, re- I honestly remember Exciting that. To see. I, well, yeah. yeah. If you if you were to ask me 15 years ago when Julie and I were selling hundreds of houses per year, what's the one thing? If you could basically just do one thing all day long, it's absolutely going on listing appointments. Yeah. Going on listing appointments is more exciting, and still to this day, honestly, as I say this, I could still feel the feelings. I know. Going I on a listing carry. appointment. Yeah, well, we do, don't we? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, going on the listing appointment is the height of what we truly do. It is the absolute uh, leading edge of the test of your skill set because that is pure competition. And I have to admit, I loved it. So, mm-hmm. you know, getting a, going to closings, getting paid, negotiating contracts, oh, all the deal. rest of the customer. Yeah, but boring. Got to come from somewhere, I mean, though. Yeah, I mean, even writing and accepting an offer on behalf of a buyer, boring compared to taking a listing. If you guys have never experienced that before, I don't know how to describe it, but when you're in a competitive situation, when you you know win that listing is really what it is, you get that house priced right, and you do, and you see your entire system actually work for you. When you see and hear the feedback from the seller, like we were talking about Monet the other day, you know where he was talking about the fact that here he was competing against six, or for he was six, but there were five other really great agents, and the feedback that he was getting from all of the from the sellers was, you know, you were the only one that came in here with their organized approach you were the only one that had a really good pre-listing pack you were the only one that followed you know had some sort of organized organized professional you know he followed our system basically he followed our system i'd say 98 percent that's how it was almost perfect he took me through everything he recorded so i could listen to the listing presentation that experience for him was probably the biggest high he's had uh, in his entire real estate career because you look back upon it and you realize, damn, at that very moment, when I was in that house with those sellers, I was the best. Nobody, that feeling, guys, what it does to what Julie was saying, talking about Bill Bird, another one of her coaching clients in Marin County, California, what she was talking about with that example was when you get to the point where you start feeling the feeling of knowing that you can do something at an extremely high level. For some of you, you've never had that feeling before. This is just maybe, let's just be honest, most of us, you know, we're lucky if we're base hitters. Very few of us are really home, home run batters. That's just truth. That's our, that's life. And, you know, most of us that get into real estate, chances are you didn't get a real estate because you're, uh, you know, a straight A student or graduating from Hartford Business School. Chances are you got into real estate because in many cases you didn't really have a lot of other options or it was the easiest thing to get into that you perceived you could make a lot of money at. There's not a lot of people graduating from high school or college that said, I want to be a realtor. It's a fallback. It is what it is. Okay, Just accept it. Most of the people in this industry, for the most part, certainly couldn't earn the money that they're earning if they were to do anything else. There are exceptions, but the reality of it is that's how this industry works. But when you put it so you essentially have a lot of people that maybe have never really experienced their incredible feelings from being in a competitive environment and winning, you know, they weren't the quarterback. They weren't the Olympic skier. They weren't the, you know, person who was able to write an incredible book or essay or whatnot in college. They were just mediocre. I mean, I academically, I can't say I think I was anything other than mediocre. I mean, Julie was barely mediocre. <laughs> hey, now, well, I, you know, I think we, I wrote some of your papers for you along the way there, mister. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a funnier story, but we'll tell it another time. <laughs> Actually, you want to tell it now? Well, we'll tell it now. So Julie and I went to Julie and I went to college together. In addition to you know dating in high school, for those of you who don't know us, and so because we were married when we went to college, and we were pretty much broke when we were in college, obviously, 
we were take the same classes and we're the same major so we could share all the books and whatnot. Well, at the time, I was running another business, not real estate business, but a totally different business that we eventually sold before we got into real estate. But the funny thing was is that there would be times when I couldn't write my papers for the English class. So this happened, as far as I can remember, three or four times that Julie ended up writing both of our papers. And it, literally the same paper written by the same person on virtually the same topic submitted to the same TA, because this was Ohio State, you weren't ever seeing a professor. And every single time, my paper would get a better grade. Very annoying. <laughs> Eventually I figured out which one to turn in first so that I could get the higher grade. But, I know, know, but it's still It's all about horrible. what order you write things in. Yeah. Oh, oh, is that what it was, Julie? So you have to figure out strategy. It's no different than a listing. You have to figure out what order we're talking about. Where where do you want to go? But it's funny, Julie, how all these life uh, experiences all kind of like play out. I mean, you just were able to relate to your experience having gotten an inferior grade, having written both papers, Mm -hmm. realizing that you should have put your name on the paper that you wrote first, probably. That's right. Versus the one you wrote when you were tired. When I was tired. <laughs> you live and learn, right? But the point is, yeah, but anyway, so, figure it I mean, out along you the way. Yeah. Tying to listing presentations, though, I mean, that's like mm-hmm. you, you want to try to be last. I mean, obviously, you can be in any order. Thank God you have an opportunity at the listing. But you right. want to try to be last after they've already had the other agents tell them the price, after mm-hmm. they've already sort of decided what they do and don't like and what they are and aren't looking for in an agent. You want to be last because it helps you basically to say, well, listen, you, you know, they, have, they don't have any more excuses. If you're first and there's three other agents after you, then the seller can say, I've already booked three other appointments. Getting the seller not to cancel those appointments, not easy. So, I mean, the reality of it is, is you know, all this stuff, is, is all, that's the polish. That's the stuff that makes a difference. That's the stuff that makes you go from a mechanically good uh, practitioner to someone who is the best, someone who transcends the rest and is actually artistic about how they approach the business. And, and when you get to that level, even if you just intellectually understand what I'm describing to you, when you get to that level, I promise you that it becomes so much fun that all you want to do is go on listing appointments. Yes. All you want to do is have that experience, which is awesome, right? Because then guess what? You're going to attract more and more listing appointments to you because you're going to be doing more things to generate more listing appointments. You're going to be doing more lead generation stuff. You're going to be no longer having a problem deciding what your priorities are or how to schedule or whether you should be wasting time on Facebook or whether you should be calling it expired. You will know instantly to call the expired. There won't be any two – there will be no two ways about it. So, I mean – we want all of you to get to that point. So, Julie, I love your billboard story. That was great. So we are going <laughs> yeah. to run a quick, quick, quick commercial, and then I'm going to come back, and Julie and I are going to talk about uh, probably the top three questions that we had from all of you over the last week. And the first one is, frankly, something that I definitely appreciate so many of you asking. It's absolutely positively critical um, that you stay tuned so you can listen to what this question was because it, I promise you it relates to you. I have a question for you, and this is probably a question you've been wondering about for your entire real estate career. You've probably asked yourself, how did the nation's top 10% of all agents manage to make 90% of the commissions? Maybe the top 10% were just in the right place at the right time, and if you had the opportunities that they were given, you too would be massively successful. 
Listen, you are now in the right place at the right time. Take two seconds now and visit agentcoachingsecrets.com to grab your VIP spot on our exclusive, free, upcoming online presentation, Secrets of the Millionaire Agent. That's right. We're providing this presentation online so you can easily attend. You will now have in your possession the closely guarded secrets of the richest of the rich agents, their exact how-to information, and we've made it super easy for you. Visit agentcoachingsecrets.com to register now, and as a way of saying thank you for attending the event, we're going to give you a copy of the Real Estate Treasure Map Business Plan, absolutely free. You may now be feeling what other agents are feeling about upcoming shifts in the real estate market. We've heard from thousands of fellow agents who say their number one fear is yet another shift in the real estate markets that they aren't prepared for. There is another shift coming, and you need to be ready. Before it's too late, visit agentcoachingsecrets.com and grab your VIP spot on our exclusive, free, upcoming online presentation, Secrets of the Millionaire Agent. When you do, you'll be given exclusive VIP access and a free copy of your real estate business plan, the Real Estate Treasure Map. This is the business plan used by many of the nation's superstar agents. Without another second delay, visit agentcoachingsecrets.com and lock in your VIP spot for the free Secrets of the Millionaire Agent presentation. You're about to have in your possession the exact tools, tips, and secrets that have, before now, been the exclusive domain of the nation's millionaire agents. Take action now and register at agentcoachingsecrets.com. Again, that's agentcoachingsecrets.com. Okay, so there we go. Perfectly timed, I think, and relevant uh, commercial for what we were talking about prior to that. So Julie and I have been receiving lots of questions, and nine times out of ten we will either call you guys back or one of our coaches will, or we will email you back or one of our coaches will answering your question. And as always, we do give priority to our existing coaching students or those of you who are ready to become students. And don't forget, you can also go to freecoachingcallsforagents.com free coaching calls for agents.com and literally right there online you, using the booking tool you can schedule your own private coaching call private one-on-one -on -one coaching call with one of our coaches maybe even julia and myself we are including ourselves in rotation because we want to make sure that we're helping you guys through what we feel is going to be another transitional market this year um so julia do you before i get to the big question that i've gotten probably i don't know 15 times this week at least 15 times, I have to say. Do you have anything on the top of your mind, questions that you've been seeing come in that would be something that to put in a, you know, that we could cover relatively quick because this other question is a big one? Uh, well, I think all the questions in this market are big questions, really. Um, right. I, I'm getting, and maybe it's because I'm teaching it a lot and agents are talking about it in their offices, I am getting a lot of questions about best strategies to become a great listing agent. I get the question, why should I use a pre-listing pack when I, don't feel like I've had to do it yet, whatever. Um, and my question is, if you are not having to compete yet, why is that? And the pre-listing pack, and this is something I was thinking about from your previous conversation, when agents get that confidence, the level of energy and enthusiasm that you have when you know you've got a killer pre-listing pack and a killer listing presentation, that by itself elevates your ability to take more listings. Does that make sense? It's kind of like this, Magical mindset thing. <laughs> I don't want to well, the game cosmic, that the game that we but that's the what game happens. that we play the game we play with a lot of our private coaching clients basically is you have ten pre-listing packs pre-made. 
So literally, you've taken the time. These are really beautiful, elegant pre-listing packs. And your goal is to essentially have delivered those prospective sellers by the end of this month. So by having those in the back of your car or you know, in your passenger seat or whatever, and they're there with you at all times, and you know you, your goal is, remember, a pre-listing pack is only delivered to a seller prior to going in on a listing appointment. You know, when you have that omnipresent reminder there, you know, that does make a difference. And when you hand something to that seller, you know, use students, listen to me, please, do not change our pre-listing pack. It works perfectly. It will work in your market. All the, pretty much all the top agents that I know of in the country personally use almost exact copy of our existing pre-listing pack. Put your own branding on it. Put your own stats on it. All that good stuff. But please don't change the essence of it because it really has been tested to work in every market and every price range. But when you have something that you can hand off to a seller, to Julie's question, that you, don't, that you know your competitors won't have, that you know is going to make you stand out on the eyes of the seller, that you know is going to be something truly unique, well, let me tell you, the confidence level goes to the roof, and you're, <laughs> you almost become like a heat-seeking missile to potential uh, sellers. That you, right. you, before, you'll tell yourself, well, nobody, I don't know if anyone wants to sell a house. And then as soon as you have got yourself organized and you're enthusiastic and you're motivated, it doesn't matter what age you are. It doesn't matter where in the country you're selling real estate. It doesn't matter what the weather is. It doesn't matter with any of this stuff. It's because you're, when your mindset is, I'm looking for sellers and I'm anxious to present to them, you're going to see listing opportunities every single place you go. They were there before, but you just weren't tuned into them. Now you'll be tuned into them. makes a huge difference. Huge. Right, so, Julie, the, the question, and I know you've gotten this and I've gotten this. We've talked about this, you and I, uh, every day after our coaching calls. And this is the big one, and here it is, and I hope you guys are paying attention. Is there another market shift happening now? And the answer is there is. And I'm going to give you the four things that I see that are happening, and there's probably going to be a fifth one. Julie, while I'm talking, could you do me a favor? Sure. Okay, go to Google News, mm-hmm. and I want you to put in uh, National Association of Realtors Pending Home Sales, okay, because I know the report was supposed to come out today. I checked right before the show, and it hadn't yet, but please check. It might be coming out yep. next Monday. I don't remember, but just please check. And, and make sure you check the date to see if there's the, if whatever pops up, because there will be a bunch of results pop up. Make sure you're reading the one that's from today. Okay. All right, so is there another market shift happening? Now, if you'd asked me that question a month ago, I would have said yes for the positive. But now I have to say I'm, lo- I, I'm uh, losing a little bit of optimism in any kind of continued strong recovery, and I'm moving my prediction firmly as to what the spring market and summer market and winter market and fall market I'm in for 2014 – I'm going to move it to a neutral. So what am I talking about? Well, first of all, it doesn't really matter because you can make money no matter what direction the market's headed. But in, in, if you've been working with buyers who are frustrated they couldn't find properties, well, I think the market's going to be coming to them. Where I'm worried, frankly, are all the agents that um, are listing agents who have listings right now that are overpriced. I'm worried about listing agents who have properties they're planning on listing in the spring and they haven't given the sellers the correct information. I had a coaching client um, call this morning where the, seller, or the, the agent has 23 short sales in contract in New Jersey, and I told him what I was worried about was when the appraiser goes out to do uh, appraisals on all those short sales that they're not going to use current market information and they're going to use comps that are based on you know sales over the past 60 days, let's say, and then the numbers might come out higher than what the actual market is. So the bank might come back and say, we want more money out of your buyer, but 
the market at the same time has decreased in value. So the buyer is going to basically say, no way, I can buy the same house down the street for now $30,000 less. And then you lose that in contract. And, you know, by the way, the solution to that is meet the appraiser at the house and give him comps and show him the market conditions so he gives you a correct number. If you let the appraiser show up at one of your short sale listings and, you know, do the appraisal, nine times out of ten, that's going to be an absolute sticking point when you're getting that short sale closed. So here are the four reasons why I think personally we're headed to, in some markets, we're headed to what will feel again like a housing recession. And again, you could be selling in, let's say, Las Vegas, Nevada. Henderson might be doing well, but Summerlin might be doing really terribly. Summerlin on a whole might be doing really terribly, but let's say Red Rock Country Club area might be doing exceptionally well. So you have to drill down and really know your communities. You have to really know it, and oftentimes it goes down by street by street by street, which houses are in which neighborhoods and what communities are doing better. You might find that there's a shift towards uh, single-family homes away from two stories. So there's all kinds of weird things that you really have to understand, and it all goes back to what we talked about yesterday, which is knowing your market. Do lots of CMAs um, and study the MLS results. So here are the four top reasons why I think that we are headed into what might be a pretty significant housing slowdown. And as a result of that, uh, not now, maybe 60 days from now, 90 days from now, you're going to hear the press talking about it. Uh, yes, Julie, scan that. Uh, okay, existing home sales drop in January or prices, prices continue to grow. That is correct information, Julie, that you just uh, okay. IM'd me. Can you please mm-hmm. review it and get the actual statistics? All right, so here are the, the, now the five reasons, because I can add this fifth one, because the NAR report just came out, um, literally just came out. Here are the five reasons why I think we're entering into a slower market, and in some cases very much slower. First of all, HAFA has ended. Again, uh, go to realestateinsidernews.com, realestateinsidernews.com, and you guys can read all these articles and verify all this information yourself. HAFA has ended. That was the modification, loan modification program. And as a result of that, at the same time, my second point is, so in other words, loan mods, for the most part, are going to come to an end. The other thing that's happening is a lot of the loan mods, this is point number two, a lot of the loan mods now, because of the rising interest rates, point number two is rising interest rates, a lot of those loan mods are going to start adjusting to a higher interest rate. And remember, a vast majority of all mortgage loan modifications were just based on a temporarily lowered, lowered interest rate, and the negative equity was still left in the property. Okay. Next point, point number three, there are still 9.3 or 9.4 million first mortgages underwater. Okay, I want you guys really to be clear on what I just said. There's 9.3 or 9.4, depending on whose report you read, homes in the United States that are underwater on their first mortgages. Those of you who've been doing short sales for a while, in let's say California, L.A. maybe, you know a lot of those people, are the houses have reappreciated to the point where the firsts aren't underwater anymore, but the seconds still are. And guess what, guys? All the reports, including the one I just gave you where I said 9.3 million underwater owners, that is only taking into account first mortgages, not second mortgages. Different studies have been done on how what percent of owners are underwater with second mortgages. And the number, when you look at those types of statistics, is as much as 20% of all owners with a mortgage are underwater because of their second mortgages. Again, the reporting, the news headlines, everyone talks about the $9.3 million and how that's less homeowners based on first mortgage equity, not based on second mortgage equity. The next point I wrote down, builder, and these are some just uh, statistics you guys can check this yourself. 
actually this one's first, new mortgage applications have had a greater drop month over month than any time, including after September 11th. So after the worst terrorist attack on our country in the history of hopefully forever, the mortgages dropped less than they dropped now month over month. I, there's no reason I have to, or no more emphasis I need to put on that. It's pretty clear. They dropped 17%. The next point is new builder confidence drops to the lowest point, has steepest decline to the lowest point in the entire time that they've been doing the survey asking new builders about their percent of people walking into the properties, their level of interest in purchasing new homes. And the last point I wrote down, and Julie, you got the numbers, NAR just came out with mm-hmm. the study, or came out with their pending home sales, and the number of pending home sales dropped by... Number of pending home sales dropped by, I believe it was 5%. I've got a bunch of stats in front of me. Hang on a second. 11% were foreclosures, short sales discounts, total housing inventory. Sorry, I didn't know you were asking me that specific question. Okay, here it total is right here. Home they, sales, they dropped 5%. Okay, no, that wasn't the statistic. The, the pending home sales appeared to drop by, uh, was it 10%? Is that what I'm reading here? I'm going to do more homework on this, guys, and I'll put it on the blog. Um, so, the bottom, now I'm seeing 11% now. I'm going to go through all this, and I'll put it on the blog, realestateinsidernews.com. But the moral of the story here, guys, is know your market. And, yes, there's another market shift happening. There's no way you can blame all of those really marketable, sizable, significant decreases on the weather, as some people, including me, were trying to do. There's clearly another shift that's taking place. Get ready. Be prepared. If you're nervous, that's okay. Request a free coaching call. Free coaching calls for agents.com. And maybe with Julia or myself personally, we will help you create a plan that will th- help you to thrive in whatever market is coming. So have a wonderful weekend, and we'll talk to you on Monday. This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris, Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at timandjulieharris.com. Remember to tune in weekdays at noon for upcoming shows. And until next time, thank you for listening to Real Estate Coaching Radio with Tim and Julie Harris. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.